Thank you for listening to the official podcast of Live Church Orlando, where we encourage you to live your life His way. For more information about Live Church and other resources, please visit livechurchorlando.com. We're still talking about prep school, getting ready. Look at your name and say, get ready. We want to tell you what to prepare for this week, the specific things that we're, we're preparing for. Sunday, the Lord shared with us, for those who wasn't here. How many visitors we have in the house tonight? Thank you for coming. God bless you. Thank you. Welcome. Welcome. How you doing? Welcome. Thank you so much for coming. We appreciate it. We was talking Sunday um, about, to, uh, well, we had to talk about, didn't have to, but we chose to talk about the Charlottesville uh, incident for a minute. That's not the focus tonight at all, but I just wanted to mention that and saying that the enemy's agenda is to separate us and we can get upset, we can get mad, and we have a right to. We can pick it, we can march, and that's all cool. Uh, but that's not priority to us. First of all, we're pilgrims passing through. This ain't even our world. I mean, we're in it, but not of it. So it's kind of like, this ain't even our business, kind of like. But you can get, you can get offended. We can, I mean, I, I understand all that. But our first uh, response is not to go pick it and to get upset or whatever. It's to humble ourselves. If my people will call by my name, humble themselves. This is how we heal the land, church. Church, this is how we heal America. We're going to do that? Put your picket sign away. That ain't in the Bible. Picketing ain't in the Bible. Fighting for your rights is not in the Bible. I'm not saying don't do it. I'm saying that's not first. Are y'all hearing me? Okay, I'm not going to talk about it because that's not the point tonight. Y'all getting tight before I even talk about the whole thing. That's not first. We don't, we don't do that. We humble ourselves. We secure our house. As for me and my house. I don't know what the worst of the world is doing, but we're showing love in my house. We're protected in my house. And God is glorified in our house. Amen? So that's your first priority. Because what good is it? What if President Trump says, oh, my Lord, I'm so sorry. I've denounced everything I've said. I love all races. And everyone that was picketing, they're arrested. Or some of them even killed. Right? What, what, what would that do for your bank account? I'm just asking a, 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 a quick question. What would that do for all the toxic relationships we're still in? What would that do for our marriage that's falling apart if, if, if white people and black people came together like we see that it should? Or if there was justice served in our country? What does that have to do with our brokenness personally? I'm just asking the question. I mean, if the world got, got it together and got in order, that don't make your house come in order. Okay. <laughs> Change the subject. <laughs> We're not about the major and the minors here. It's a big issue. It's a worldwide issue. Oh, my God. But it's really emotional. It's really emotional. And it's, it's meant to cause the spirit of fear and terror and just everybody to be uptight. And the, oh, my God. It's a white person in the line. It's a black person behind me. <laughs> yeah, can I have a small latte, please? That's all. And, okay. It doesn't change. I mean, we will be happy like, yes, Trump, yeah, all them people that was out there, yeah, they're, they're, mm, he ran, yeah. What, what's what's going to happen with you? We have bigger fish to fry first. Amen? So we're not about to focus on what's going on outside the house. The death angel is outside the house, but our houses are covered by the, I feel it, the blood of Jesus. Look at your name and say, blood covers my house. Hallelujah. It's supposed to be chaos outside. That always happens. But it's not supposed to be inside. Amen? Boats, boats are designed to handle storms and bad weather. The problem happens when the waves get inside the boat. The outside of the boat is supposed to handle any type of waves bashing any type of weather. It doesn't matter on the outside. But when the waves get on the inside, the boat sinks. All right? So once we get emotional and get all tired of uh-uh, you know, you, we start sinking. I can't, you ain't about to see Trump ain't nothing but a Trump ain't sinking. Don't let it in. All right. I'm sorry. I could talk about that all day, but that's not what we're talking about today. But the Lord told us Sunday, he said, prepare for two things, darkness and harvest. I know that's weird, but it said prepare for darkness and harvest. Darkness like you've never seen before and harvest like you've never seen before. The Bible says darkness shall cover the earth and gross darkness the people. So it's going to happen. 
I'm probably the only person that'll say, I know all this stuff is crazy in the world, but it's going to get worse. Yeah, that's, I mean, if you know your Bible and, and believe it, it's going to get worse. On the outside, though. Darkness shall cover the earth, gross darkness to people, but the glory of the Lord shall rise upon thee. And kings shall come to thy light. Gentiles shall come to thy light. So while it's dark everywhere else, it's light on the inside of us. The believers experience a different circumstance than the world. All of Egypt was crying because something was dead in their house. The only thing that was dead in the believer's house was the sacrifice after we put the blood on the doorpost. Are y'all hearing me? Peace inside, chaos outside. Provision inside, lack outside. Just keep it outside keep it outside amen and don't be so obsessed with looking through the blinds or seeing what's going on outside that you miss how warm it is inside now you're looking outside so long at the snow you're getting cold you're looking so hard outside of how cold this cruel world is that your heart is turning callous and you don't even realize it you're not even involved. You're not even there. You're in a warm house, but you can't even enjoy where you are for sake of being obsessed by things that don't even concern us directly. Or if it changed out there, it wouldn't change your circumstance inside. Don't do it. Don't do it. As for me and my house, not me in the world and me in America, me in the White House, me in my house. We're going to serve the Lord. Amen. All right. So let me let me let me let me teach this really quick. <sighs> How many of y'all believe I could do this in a half hour? I love my church. <laughs> Nobody believes it. But it's a school night. I got my kids. Y'all still don't believe me? All right, all right. <laughs> Forget y'all. It, it gets worse before it gets better. Prepare for that. It gets worse before it gets better. A lot of times when you hear a word of God or something like that, we leave energetic, we're encouraged, we're so excited, and we're happy because we expect to see the thing. David said, thank you, Jesus. David said, I had fainted. I would have fainted unless I saw, no, I believed to see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. I would have gave up had I not believed to see. I don't even see it yet, but my belief is keep, y'all, my belief is keeping me alive. I don't see any signs of what God said yet. But because I believe to see, I'm not fainting. I'm not giving up. I'm still believing God. So it gets worse. I want you all to understand that. It gets worse before it gets better. We have to know that. Because we have to expect that. This is prep school. We're preparing for certain things to get worse before it gets better. We're going to break it down. We're going to break it down. Uh, but the good news is it does get better. You see, it gets worse before, read those last three words. Okay, so take out all the other words and just read the last one. See, that's really the sermon. The sermon is really, oh, it gets better. Your life where it is right now, it gets better. Your relationships, your finances, your, it gets better. But we want, to, want you to understand the process of it, all right? It doesn't just get better immediately all the time. Most of the time it gets worse before it gets better. The Bible says better is the ending of a thing than the beginning thereof. I say it all the time here and live. If it's not better, it ain't over. Because better is the ending of the thing. So if it's not better, it's not ending. Are y'all hearing me? Better is the ending of a thing than the beginning thereof. The Bible says in Genesis, after the chaos, God is putting the earth back in order, right? So he put the sun here, the moon here, the mountains here, the valleys here, the water here. He's separating it. He's putting everything in order. The Bible said, if you read it in Genesis, after every day, he says, and the evening and the morning was the first day. Did you see that? And the evening and the morning was the second day. Evening and the morning was the third day. What came first? Say it again. What came first? Right. So in our culture, the day comes first. You start the day. But in God's creation, the evening comes first, which is why a new day starts at night. Okay, okay now I'm about to take a turn. Are y'all hearing me? I'm not even, I told my wife today, I said, I'm not even really, I'm not really even excited about Christmas Eve until it starts getting dark. 
Are you hearing me? If I wake up Christmas Eve, I'm semi-hype. But when it start getting, when that sun start going down, it's quiet over here. You, you feel, when it start getting dark, I'm, my excitement grows the darker it gets. Y'all quiet. Not because I enjoy darkness, but I know what's coming. Y'all, I know what's coming after the darkness. Are y'all hearing me? Uh, y'all, they're not feeling it. They're not feeling it. Look at your neighbor and say, oh, I know what happens after this. Woo! Tell your other neighbor, I know what happens after this. That's how I can endure darkness because of the joy of the next day. Christmas cannot come without it first being dark Christmas Eve. Your blessing can't come, all right? It can't come until it gets dark first. So I need about 50 crazy praisers that can praise them at night. When I don't understand, I'll praise them. Because it ain't about the darkness. It's about what happens after. For I reckon. For I reckon. For I reckon. Y'all not here yet. That the suffering of this present time are not worthy to be compared to the glory which shall be revealed. Tell your neighbor something's coming. You never just suffer. Suffer is the intro. Wrong side. You never just suffer. Suffering is the beginning. You never just have tears. That's the beginning of joy. For they that sow in tears, you're not here yet, shall reap. Joy. So darkness doesn't phase me as much because I understand what happens next. So I praise him at night. Isn't it ironic that generally, the general consensus is that God designed us. This is so good. I can't wait to say it. I'm going to make y'all wait a little bit. <laughs> Isn't it crazy? Because I want to enjoy it too. Isn't it crazy that the general consensus is that God designed us to sleep at night? That was so good to my soul. You're not even supposed to feel the full effects of night. Night is when we rest. Y'all quiet still. That's why Jesus slept at night on the, on the boat. He slept in a storm because we're designed to miss certain problems. Every problem shouldn't affect you. You should be resting at night is when you rest, when you're confused, when you don't understand. That's when you rest. I trust him. I know he's going to do it anyway. Though he slay me, yeah, yet will I trust him. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm going to sleep. Tell your other neighbor, take it down. Take it down. Take it down. Why are you up worrying? Why are you up confused? Nighttime is the time to rest. Nighttime is it. I'm not supposed to feel the effects. And insomnia is the aid to stress. I'm up, I couldn't sleep. Just worrying about it. You think worrying is keeping you up? No, because you're up, you're worrying. I feel Jesus early. Because you're still up, you're stressing. Your problems is not keeping you up. You're using your time of rest. And, and worry is, is, is enjoying that space. Insomnia is the, is the fuel for stress. It's not you're so stressed I can't sleep. Because I'm not sleep, I'm stressing. Because I'm not supposed to be up. I'm not supposed to be up. I can't pay a bill right now anyway. Now y'all, are y'all with me or no? I can't do nothing about my problem right now anyway. Because if I can fix it at 2 in the morning, I can fix it at 2 in the afternoon. It's quiet. So what's the point of staying up worrying about something you can't fix at that hour anyway? Tell your neighbor, take it down. Man, that's a message right there. I wish I could stay on that. Go to sleep. Night, night. 
That's a, that's a sermon. Night, night. I'm going to preach that. Good night. People irritate me. That stress all the time. Why aren't, you, why aren't you resting? Do you believe any of the Bible? Not do you know. Do you, what's up, man? Do you believe any of the Bible? Like at all? There's a book out that my wife had. And it's called... What you can, yeah, what to expect when you're expecting. Have you heard of this? Okay. I'm not really going to go into it because y'all don't believe I can cut the time, but I'm going to prove you wrong tonight. In Jesus' name. Uh, what, what, what to expect when you're expecting. It's a, it's a pregnancy guide for expecting mothers, expecting mothers. And my wife was reading it, and the more she read it, the more discouraged she got. All right. Am I right about it? My life. Am I right about it? The first thing they tell you, the most primary thing is, don't stress. Don't worry. Don't panic. Cause stress can damage the future. I mean, fetus. Y'all, okay. You can damage your destiny by stressing it out. Rest in his word is necessary and healthy for your destiny. I feel Jesus. We, 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 we went to the doctor with our first baby, Austin. Every, I felt like we worked at the doctor's office. Every day or every other day, we went. I got a pimple. That's fine. You're making progress. It's okay. Oh my God, doctor, my leg went numb. Whatever happened with my wife, I skirt hospital. It's my first child. I don't know. I don't know. Skirt. Don't come on Wednesdays. We have fun. We have fun. Skirt. Whatever the problem was, she <coughs> skirt. <laughs> Babe, I ate my food too fast. Oh, I'm sorry. Let's go back home. I don't know any noise I heard. We was at the dock. Really hurt too. She's like, oh my God, I don't know what's going on. My stomach's hurt. This is hurt. My this is hurt. I'm breaking out. Is this supposed to happen? I got a ratchet. We was at the I work. I wanted to put on a, just scrubs. Just, how y'all doing? Y'all right? Can I, can I work with Cynthia the other day? Is that cool? Hi. Hey girl. I, I felt like we worked there. We was there every day. All the doctor kept saying repeatedly. All I remember, love, was him saying, he checked her out, whatever, and he said, it's okay. She's make, you're making progress. Did you hear me? Every time we brought the doctor a problem, he said, you're making... Can I ask you a question tonight, Liv? I'm about to jump off the steps. Is it possible that your problem is actually progress? Is it possible that your problem is taking you to your next level? Is it possible that it's not as bad as you think? It's process. Everybody that got a problem in here, I need you to say, I'm on the way, I'm on the way, I'm on the way. That's all that means. I'm on the way. I'm in process. Pain can be confirmation of your process. Your pain can be confirmation that you're progressing. How do you know the baby's coming? Contractions. Pain wrong side those of you that are experiencing contractions you're experiencing pain every other week is something else every other month is something else the more consistent your pain the closer it is for you to get i feel god ah! the more consistent the pain the closer you are to giving birth to something amazing Something, um, the, 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 the most valuable thing in the earth besides the Holy Spirit is a life. And we give birth to life. You think God is going to let that come out easy? No, it's going to be some pain. Because you're going to appreciate this. You're going to take care of this child. You're going to love it. ain't just going to be, boop, yeah, watch it. No, you, now let me hold it. You, that's why our moms don't play with their kids. Because you don't know the pain it costs. 
to bring this thing in the earth. You don't know how bad I suffered to bring this thing. You ain't gonna handle my child any type of way. No, you ain't gonna. Are y'all hearing me in here? Don't handle it any type of way because you don't know what I went through. Don't let people handle your stuff that don't have the same sweat equity. I like that word. If you ain't got the same sweat equity, you can't handle what I fought for. You can't handle what I believe God for. You can't handle it. Don't touch it. And the pain is strong because what I'm carrying is valuable. It's life. Tell your neighbor, neighbor. What I'm carrying ain't nothing to play with. I got something on the inside of me that ain't nothing to play with. I got something that I'm about to birth in a little while that ain't nothing to play with. I can't wait to birth what God has on the inside of me. I can't wait till you see what's been placed on the inside of me. Look at your neighbor and say, get ready, get ready, get ready. Feel Bishop Jake's anointing on me. How? Woo! Woo! You ever have a child or a son or a child and they end up taller than you? It's funny. It's funny to see. Even Bishop Jakes, his son now is like, hey, dad. He's like, and Bishop Jakes is a big man, but his son is taller than him. Could it be that you're giving birth to something even bigger than you? I'm prophesying tonight, and I don't know who's catching it. The reason why it hurts so bad is because it's going to outgrow you. The reason why it's so, it hurts so bad is because what I'm carrying is bigger than he, me. I don't like the same company no more. I don't like the same jokes no more. I don't like the same movie. Y'all still like the same. Okay. When you're pregnant, your appetite changes. I don't like the same TV shows. I can't be on social media all day. I'm pregnant. I can tell who's pregnant in here. It's not a lot. It's fine. Some of y'all in here are experiencing appetite change and your friends are calling you bougie. I'm not bougie, I'm pregnant. Oh! Tell your neighbor, I'm not bougie, I'm pregnant! I don't even want to change. The thing is changing me. I'm not even choosing to change. What I'm pregnant with is changing me. It's moving on the inside. It's changing. I can't help but to grow. I can't. Y'all, okay. Ah, I got to scream at y'all. Because there's something inside of you pushing you to be better. Pushing you to live better. Pushing you to mature and grow. It ain't even your choice. I know a lot of pregnant women who don't want to lose their beach body. You ain't got a choice when you're pregnant. I don't look as cool. Y'all, I don't fit in with everybody no more. They all go to clubs. I'm like, you don't fit in. Y'all quiet. <laughs> I don't have a choice. Things that used to suit me, conversations that used to fit, I'm busting out of it. Things I used to like and enjoy, I can't fit it no more. It used to fit, but it's too small now. Conversations are beneath me now. Jokes are not as funny now, because I'm growing. That's not, it's not everybody, and it's cool. Everybody's not pregnant. But for some of y'all, <laughs> it's time to change clothes. It's time to change clothes. It's time to change how you look. It's time to change. Have, have them all come out here, please. Have everybody come out, whoever's in there. Amen. Please come on out. I know y'all refreshing yourselves. Get the, bring the water in here. In the name of Jesus. Thank you so much. You're pregnant. Some things don't fit anymore. I'm not comfortable in certain surroundings anymore. And it's not my choice. My purpose is changing me. You feel me? I wish I could wear this same outfit. I love it. 
I can't. Because I heard the word and it got on the inside. Whoosh, the words start taking root in my spirit and it begin to change me. Appetite changes. Features change. I look different because I'm carrying something great. People love the idea of babies. Babies are beautiful. They're so cute. Look at the birthday. You're cute. The first thing that happens, though, is the opposite. It gets worse before it gets better. Yeah. You ain't going to be pregnant looking like Holly Berry unless you're Holly Berry. I'm sorry, y'all. I have a, a crush on uh, Holly Berry. All right, I'll stop saying that so y'all come back next week. That was a joke. Went wrong. Don't worry about it, okay? I love my wife. Okay. <laughs> so it's okay. I got Idris. It's okay. Look at you. Yes. Yes. Sit down. She with you. She was like, yes. Yeah. All bouncing around. All like this. I got 10 minutes. Y'all sit down. 10 minutes. Can I do it? You believe in me? Well, actually, 12. Let's, let's go to somebody real quick in the Bible who got a word or a vision from God and the opposite happened first. Let's go. Now, Israel loved Joseph more than all his other children because he was the son of his old age and made him a coat, and he made him a coat of many colors. All right? Israel loved Joseph more than all the other kids. He wasn't nicer. He wasn't better looking. He didn't do all his chores and everybody else didn't. He was just the son of my old age. The father chose in his sovereignty and discretion and what is the word? Preeminence that this son I love more. Just for personal reasons. I had him at an old age. So you, <laughs> and he made him a coat. <clears throat> Of many colors, colors. Sometimes you can't help that God loves you the way He does. Because as you see in the next scripture, and when his brothers saw that their father loved him more than them, they hated Joseph, not the decision maker. The father is off limits. We hate you. As if you chose when you were going to be born. They couldn't even speak nice to him, the Bible says. They never spoke kindly to him. Now, this is not somebody that go to Joseph's church. This is his brothers. You, you understand what I'm saying? This is not somebody that's in his choir. This is his brothers that can't speak nice to him. Not because he irks them, but because they hate him. Because the father favors him. Hmm. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. People sometimes hate you because they didn't get what you got. I could not wait to preach tonight. I can't help it that he gave me a coat. I can't help it that I'm gifted. I can't help it that I got charisma. I can't help it that people like me. I can't help it that God gave me a vision. I can't help it that my... Y'all quiet in here. I can't help it that I look the way I do. I can't help it that I do the things I do. I didn't ask for it. He loved me so much, he gave it to me. Can you tell your neighbor, it ain't my fault? If I had it my way, we could all have a piece of the same coat. I didn't make this. I wish I could give you the coat, but he tailor-made it for me. I wish I could give you my gift, but it won't fit you. I wish I could give you my anointing. I wish I could give you my influence, but it ain't going to fit you. I can't help it. I got the coat. So you want me to dishonor my father and not wear it? It's no way. So now I'm not going to use my gift so that everybody will be cool with me. 
Now I'm going to diminish myself so that I can be cool with everybody that's lower than me. I'm not diminishing myself. The Father gave me this. Stop lowering yourself because people around you refuse to come up. I'm going to say it one more time. And I'm taking more than 10 minutes. I don't even care. Y'all prophesied it, so live in your prophecy. Stop lowering yourself for people who refuse to come up. Look at your neighbor and say, cometh up. I'm not coming down no more. So now I got to take the bus because everybody around me don't got a car. When they saw it, they hated him as if he did it to himself. The father gave me this and I honor him by wearing it. Look at your name and say, wear your favor. I feel the Holy Ghost tonight. Tell your other, y'all ain't got the right neighbor. Tell your friend, wear your favor. The thing that makes you different, wear it. The thing that makes you unique, wear it. The thing that makes you anointed, wear it. The thing that makes you distinct, wear it. The thing that makes you chosen, wear it. It ain't your fault. I'm looking at your colorful shirt. It ain't your fault that people around you hate you. There are people, you got haters. Unfortunately, you got haters. You're a nice person. You don't want any trouble with anybody. But because you have something they don't have, it could be common sense, beauty, talent, family, whatever it is, you got something God didn't give them. And not that they don't have nothing, but they ain't got what you got. Don't come down for them. Wear your colors. God gave this to me. God, God gave this to me. I'm not going to act like it's nothing. To make you feel comfortable with me? That's why... Now, I'm acting like I'm preaching a message, but this is a movie. That's why the X-Men had to all be in the same house. Oh, y'all don't know the X-Men movie. I lost y'all. I lost them. I lost them. They all had to be at Professor X's school because they all had unique gifts that their families didn't understand. Their friends didn't understand. But God, I mean, Professor X said, come to me, I understand. I got you. And everybody in this house is anointed too. Everybody in this house got... Anybody sitting next to a super friend? Anybody got super friends on your row? No losers on this row. No, 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 no. High five your super friend and say, let's go, let's go, let's go. We got a world to change. We got a world to change. We got a world to change. We got we got souls to win. We got work to do. High five your super friend and say, let's go. Let's go. Live, let's go. Live, let's go. Live, let's go. You got your power, I got mine. Let's go. You got your influence, I got mine. Let's go. You got your favor, I got mine. Let's go. You got your anointing, I got mine. Let's. Somebody scream, let's go. I don't need your coat, I got mine. You preach, I sing. You hug somebody, I scream. I don't know. Let's go. Joseph was hated. They couldn't even talk nice to him. The Bible says in the next, the next verse, and Joseph dreamed a dream. <laughs> Not only did he have a coat outwardly, but he had an anointing inwardly. It's bad when you're a triple threat. It's bad. I wish you was just cute and that's it. But you smart. You anointed. You love people. You nice. You're humble. You got too much going for you. That's why people hate on you. But strut your stuff anyway.
Let them roll their eyes till they roll on the floor. Somebody scream at me! All right, I'm about to end this. <laughs> Where your coat? Just don't wear your coat with arrogance. Now, when you wear it like you're above them, that's where you cross the line. The fact that you have it is your distinction. You don't have to put the pompous attitude on top. Uh-oh, y'all had to give y'all the good. Now let's balance it. The coat is God. Arrogance is us. You can't wear both. You can either wear the coat of favor, which means I don't deserve this, which induces humility, or you can wear arrogance. See, y'all ain't about nothing anyway. No. Next verse says, told the dream to his brothers. Look, it says, and his brother said to him, man, so he going to reign over us? He going to have dominion over us? And they hated him the more for his dreams. Look, and his words. He didn't have to say it. He didn't have to post it. I mean, say it. Never mind, y'all. We open the doors for some haters. Some hatred you can avoid through humility. Okay, we was just jumping a minute ago. I should have ended it right. People going hate on you to a certain degree, like they did when he when they saw the coat. The hatred increased because he walked in arrogance or a level of unnecessary information. Let's say that. I don't know if Joseph was arrogant, but he walked in a level of unnecessary, doing too much. You're doing too much. Just get your new car and don't post it. Uh, it's quiet. It's quiet. Get your new house and actually live in it. Instead of taking pictures of it like you're about to resell it. Y'all taking pictures. Y'all posting pictures of your new house like that's a new brochure. Just live in it. The house is for you. Not the worldwide hating web. We invite a greater level of haters when we don't walk in humility. Either way, you got the coat. It don't change your lifestyle, but it changed the level of your social environment depending on how much you... And, and you know what? What'd you tell me to tell them, Lord? Let me tell you what God told me to tell you. Don't live just to prove to your haters that you're alive. That's what he told me to tell you. Some of us live only to put it in their face. Now, you thought I was going to be nothing? Oh, wait till I post this. What? I bet you she texts me. I bet you she texts me. Boom. Watch when she find out we're at the movies. Why? You should be enjoying the movie. But you're living that life just to prove to your haters that you're living. So you're robbed of the fullness of joy. Okay, y'all missing it. That's why you're always half happy. You're always half happy because the other half is dedicated to your haters who don't deserve your attention anyway. It's quiet. Don't live your life just to prove to haters that you're living. Just live. Are y'all hearing me? I know we were celebrating the coat, but here's the balance of it. Wear your coat and be warm. Wear your coat and be fly. Don't wear your coat and tell the world I got a coat. Let them see you by accident. But look at Ty's coat. Let them see you at the mall. Hey, look at that coat he got. Let them take pictures of you and post it. No celebrity Never mind. Tabloids follow celebrities. Look at Justin Timberlake at the Millennium Mall. Click. He didn't post that himself. Nine times out of ten, important people don't want nobody to know where they at. 
That's quiet. I'm sorry. I went in another zone, like that celebrity thing. I'm back. I'm back. I'm, I'm bringing it. I'm, I'm going to bring it all the way. Bring it back. Bring it. Bring it. One more time. One more time for you. Ugh. I was hoping I didn't fall in that last one. Showing off. You know, you show off. You, okay, anyway. All right, my time is officially up. Let me get out of here. They hated him for his dreams and his for his words. So the hate didn't have to grow to that degree. You already had this level of hate, but now you're telling the world, man, yeah, look at that. You increase hate. Number one, everybody ain't going to be happy for you. Number one, A, you know that. Indent A, yes. You already know they ain't going to be happy, and you're posting it to... So when the hatred increases, you're like, oh, wow, so now I can't have a... No, you can have it, don't post it. I'm sorry, older young people, y'all don't post. I'll come back to you in a minute. Talking to the younger those in the youth right now. <laughs> Look at mother. I post, I post, baby, I post. I'm playing. Wednesdays we have fun, excuse me. <laughs> Did y'all see that walk back? All right. Stop playing, we in church. Stop it. My, my grandmother just turned 94 yesterday, right? <laughs> right, Damaris? Yeah. And she chilling. Ain't nothing wrong with her. My knee's a little bad. That's it? I mean, I'm glad that's it. I'm sorry. So I'm going to be around for a long time. When Joseph's brother saw him, I, all I want to say with this, y'all, was it doesn't have to get that bad, okay? You're going to have a certain level of haters, but it doesn't have to get increasingly bad. Next verse says, quickly, I'm all over time, two minutes in my own thing. When Joseph's brothers saw him coming, this is when uh, Joseph was looking for his brothers. They was out shearing sheep or something like that. Forgive me for not knowing exactly, but read Genesis 37 for clarity. When Joseph's brothers saw him coming, they recognized him in the distance. The father said, Joseph, go check on your brothers. He's going to check on his brothers. They saw him in the distance, and as he approached, they made, look at this. Not choir members. They made plans to kill him. All right, here we go. They said, here comes the dreamer. Haters always mock your gifts. Here we go. Now I'm going. Now I'm going somewhere. Don't let them mock your gift. They always say, oh, they're going to go, oh, Mr. Keyboard Man. It's not funny, bruh. He's going to man that got four businesses. What's up, man? Businessman. Haters mock your gift. Haters mock the area they hate. Haters mock the area they're envious of you of. Number one, don't let them do it. Number two, don't be that person. All right? So I ain't going to act like ain't none of us coming. Oh, hey, Mr. Superstar, Ty Trippet. Don't, uh-uh. Come at me again, please, real quick. Don't mock my coat. You're mocking me because I'm gifted. You understand what I'm saying? And you put it in. Where do jokes come from? I don't remember jokes in the Bible, but it's cool. I tell a lot of jokes. But what? It's a way to get out ill feelings sometimes. You understand what I'm saying? With a casual approach. Yeah, it's low key hate. Don't let them joke too much about it. Say, hey, do you like, why don't you say, you ain't got to say, Mr. Keyboard, man. Are you, Dave, I love your playing every time, bro. You bless me when you play. Why can't we do that? See, y'all? Don't clap, do it. But clap, I like that, but do it. Do it. Yo, you inspire me. You got four businesses. That's just, in, how did you do, how, ask some questions instead of mocking it. What did you do? Did it take you long? How? You envy it to the point where you, you're driving this wedge between the one that can help you. You're driving a wedge between the one that can help you, between you and the one that can assist you to go on to your next level. Look at your neighbor in the voice of Rick Ross, Pastor Ross, and say, don't block your blessings. They block their blessings. Huh? That's Bishop Ross, y'all, excuse me. 
dreams. He dreamed he would be over them. It got worse first. He ended up under them. Tell your neighbor, it gets worse before it gets better. I had a dream and a vision that I will be over you all. And the first thing that happens is I end up under you all. This is the perfect opposite of what I saw. So do we doubt the word? You understand what I'm saying? It's in these moments where our faith is tested. Let me get y'all out of here. They sold him. They sold him to the Ishmaelites, which is basically his cousins, but we'll talk about that later. They sold him to the Ishmaelites, and God, the Bible says the Lord was with him, and he prospered. Is that, is that on the next verse? Can I see that, please? I don't even know what. And the Lord was with Joseph, and he was a prosperous man, and he was in the house of his what? So, he, so God was with a slave. The slave prospered. So we have to redefine what prosperity is. Because he is slave. Because we think if God is with us, we won't be, okay, slaves. And I don't mean the literal slaves. Don't, don't let the modern times of what's going on today. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about that. We think God is not with us. Even though his circumstance is a consequence of injustice, the Lord was with him. They sold him for no reason. He's, in, he's a slave for no reason. But the Bible says the Lord was with him. So what's more important? Having what you want or having him? Don't matter your circumstance. Is the Lord with you or no? You could be in the fiery furnace. Is he with you or no? You could be in the lion's den. Is he with you or no? You can be in the storm. Is he with you? God being with you doesn't always mean your situation will change immediately. I want to say that slowly one more time and I promise him. God being with you doesn't mean that your situation will change immediately all the time. Because we think if God is with me, you know, I won't be going through this and I won't be going to this. But it, 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 it does mean that you'll prosper where you are. Okay, I'm going to talk about, uh, we're going to keep going. And, oh, I only got one more verse. All right, here's the last one. Go ahead. So he was a slave. He got sold to Potiphar. Things got crazy at Potiphar's house. Now he's in prison. The next verse says, as I skip, but the Lord was what? With Joseph and showed him mercy and gave him what? Favor in the sight of the keeper of the prison. Find favor wherever you are. I, okay. Tell your neighbor, find favor where you are. We think favor cannot exist in the place where we are. So we look outside of the prison for favor. I can't wait till I get out. I can't wait. You can have favor right where you at. I feel, you can have favor right where you at. You can prosper right where you at. Prosper and be in health. You can have more wisdom than everybody in your situation. You can have more peace. You can prosper in peace, prosper in wisdom. And you don't have to get out of every situation to prosper or have favor. Because some of us will reject the favor that's there looking for our version of what favor is. Favor to me is getting out of these chains. Look, you can have favor right where you at. It's an unfavorable situation. You don't like it, but it could be blessed. Y'all, because I don't want you to think God is not with you until you come out. He's with you in it. He said, if I make my bed in heaven, he's there. I'm in prison, but he's there. Prison could be, I don't got enough money to pay my bills, all right? I want to do more. I'm confined. Prison is any confinement, okay? I can't do, I want to do, I can't. Financially, whatever, physically, your health, my, whatever your prison is, uh, God says, I'm there with you. If I make my bed in heaven, whatever, don't miss the blessing in the prison. There's a blessing in the prison. Yeah. I'm blessed right here. Somebody say, I'm blessed right here. I don't have to get out of where I am to be favored or blessed. Matter of fact, could you stop praying for money, everybody? I'm about to just say this. My wife and I have been doing this for a minute. 
Stop praying for money. Pray for favor. Once we started praying for favor, money wasn't even an issue. We don't even need that when you got favor. Are you hearing me? Pray for wisdom, health, favor, and peace. He got into prison because I ain't going to go into this part of his wife and all that stuff. But I want to talk about this and I'm closing. He interpreted, the, the, the Pharaoh had a dream. Y'all know the story, but if you don't, just indulge me. Pharaoh had a dream. Couldn't interpret it. He called all his magicians and dreamed fortune tellers. They couldn't interpret it. They got Joseph out of prison. That's a long story. We'll go into that. As you keep living with us, you'll hear it. Got Joseph out of prison. Can you interpret this dream? Yes. The Lord is showing, well, he said, here's the interpretation of the dream. You're going to have seven years. I see seven fat calves and seven skinny cattle. You're going to have seven years of plenty and seven years of famine. You should store 5% of all we make in the good years. Store it up. So when the famine hit, we can eat. Pharaoh said, basically, I'm paraphrasing, that's brilliant. Why don't you be over it? The prisoner. Okay. <laughs> That's why you shouldn't give too much attention to prisons. That don't matter anyway. Your purpose is bigger than the prison. So you got to come out of the prison. I'll put you over this, 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 this assignment. So Joseph got elevated, not because he interpreted the dream, but because he had a plan. He was prepared. Prep school, we back now. He got elevated. He got snatched out of prison, not because of his gift, which was interpreting dreams. His gift made room for the plan, for him. Who are you beyond your gifts? I know you got a good gift, but do you have a plan? Let's look at his plan for two minutes. This is 9.13. We might as well go to 15. Let's look at this plan. It's going to be, it's good right now, but it's going to get worse. So let's put a little bit away. God told me today, I told my wife, I said, when I was reading this, the Lord told me to tithe twice. Not y'all. Don't even receive it if any of you. I don't, first of all, the scripture said, he, they said put 5% away. So I'm not talking to you. I'm telling you what he told me. All right? A lot of times when preachers do that, we feel the pressure. Oh, that's Unless God is speaking to you. He said tithe twice. Honor me. And put something away. Honor me, put 10 away. 10 this way, 10, live off the 80. Put 10% to me, 10% away. Because the time is coming. Where it's, it's going to get bad. It's going to get worse. And when the famine came, seven years later, or eight years, when the famine came, they were eating. While everybody was starving, they were eating. Bigger than that, in my closing, 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 bigger than that, people from other nations were coming to Egypt to buy food that they had. They were the only nation that had provision in the famine. So not only was they eating, but they was making money. Y'all, see, it's quiet. Y'all don't even understand kingdom economics, kingdom business. You're wise in one season, you paid in the next. It got quiet. Not only did they eat in a famine, which is huge, they got paid when everybody was losing money. Are you hearing what I'm saying? How wise are you with your finances? You have certain luxuries and liberties now. What if they were stripped? We don't know what America's about to do. We don't know if Korea going to hit us. We don't know if the White House going to hit us. We don't know if our co-workers are going to hit us. Now, can we keep it real? You can get so mad at somebody, you just pop off and get fired. What do you have saved up? Quiet. Be wise. I know I brought it all the way down. and It's cool. Have to, we have to be sober. Wisdom, let it, let it penetrate now. Wisdom, you don't need everything you get. 
Everything you buy, put some away. I'm telling y'all. Because you know what's going to happen? <laughs> Pastor Ty, hey man, I love Live Church. I need about $2,000 because... No! Because I can't do 2000 for everybody. But why don't you be wise in this season? I got fired, sir. But you was getting checks for six months before this. What was you doing with the money before this? Cut that toast in half and give it to everybody at the table. Jesus broke it and gave it. Break it. Don't eat that whole toast yourself. <laughs> Split that pancake up in eight pieces. Here you go. Let that pancake look like a pepperoni pizza. Just pass it around. There you go. I'm exaggerating and playing, but we're laughing because we're so far removed from that type of living. But if that's what it takes, just in case, why not be wise? I don't want y'all running to the church or running. Pastor Ty, I need, I need, you got. You got. What did you do with the, what, I, what I gave you, steward? What did you do with the talents I gave you? What did you do? What did you do? I gave you one talent. I gave you five. I gave you ten. What, what, what did you do? I gave you seeds. I gave you the word. I gave you money. Y'all got money. You got... No, I don't, Ty. You don't know my business. You got money, though. You're going to get paid sometime this week. What are you going... What is your plan? Joseph excelled and was prosperous because he had a plan. My question to you is, do you? Do you have a financial plan? Do you have a marital plan? Do you have a social plan? Do you have a spiritual plan? Boy, I'm going to be hearing God like, like I'm hearing Pastor Ty by, by November. Budget your life. You don't make a budget. You don't create a budget unless you first have a goal. I feel business coming out of me because I'm talking to people with money. I'm talking to smart people who God is going to increase, okay? All right. Get a goal. <laughs> we want to have youth night. How much is that going to cost? $2,000. That's the budget. What's my plan to raise $2,000? That's basic budgeting. We understand that. Budget your life. I want my marriage to be this by next year. What does it take to get, achieve that goal? A little less movie night on Friday. Then you budget your life to achieve the goal. I know it's simple, and they'll be like, yeah, I get that, but we don't, we don't do it. And when those next seven years come, we're going to be like, can I borrow your crackers, please? Borrow crackers? <laughs> nah, no cracker borrows in here, no bread borrows, no, no. We're the lenders. Set yourself up now to be a lender. By 2020, you will be a lender. I feel God now, it's too late. It's too late. Did you hear that? By 2020, you will be the lender of something. I feel it. I'm going to say it to this section right here. By the year 2020, you will be the lender of something. And if you're already the lender, you'll be the lender of something greater. Somebody scream amen. Father, we thank you for your wisdom and your favor. And we pray tonight. That you give us a plan for our lives, for our health. What size do you want to be by the end of the year? Budget your health. In the name of Jesus, we all have what it takes. Time, grace, time, grace, time, grace, time, grace. You got that every day. Budget your mind. I want to think on another level about it. More books, less social media. Budget it. Budget your relationships. I want these type of friends. I want winners and not losers. Budget! Socially. Budget your marriage. Budget it. Budget your career. Budget your happiness. Budget. Budget your relationship with God. Have a plan, y'all. Have a plan. Without a vision, people perish. Father, we thank you for wisdom. We thank you for plans. Reveal it to us. 
sooner than later reveal to us what our plan should be we'll forever give your name the glory in Jesus' name everybody say I receive it clap your hands and say amen thanks for listening to today's message we pray you were blessed by God's word if you would like to partner with us so that we can continue sharing the gospel around the world please visit livechurchorlando.com